What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Frame by Frame, a podcast all about your favorite movies and TV shows. I'm your host, Amon, and joining me today, as always, is my lovely co-host, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing all right, Amon. Still riding high from uh, the extra life stream that we uh, we mm-hmm. lovingly took care of last week. Mm-hmm. We got over a thousand dollars, which is great. Um, yeah, you got to meet Kevin and Taylor. Um, I did. Yeah, how was how was it life? Was it fun? Did you guys do any? What's your what was the most memorable as part of extra life for you? For me, it, it was it honestly was right at the beginning when it was uh, Kevin Taylor and I playing vampire survivors together. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed playing a nice co-op game together, trying to figure out like none of us had played it co-op before. And it was just real fun just sitting there talking on stream, just bringing back what I liked about streaming and just what I like about having somebody there with you while you're streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Streaming by yourself is not, it's not the most fun. Like I did um, when I had my own, I still have my Twitch. I haven't been on it in a long time, but I played kingdom hearts three completely um, pretty much alone. I had a couple people show up here and there just to say hi and mm-hmm. chit chat, but it was just me alone in the vast void of talking to myself. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the most like, I remember back when I had friends who used to game <laughs> like a long time in high school. Um you know, whenever a new game came out, I remember God of War 2018 came out. We both got on. Mm. We were both playing it individually, but we were talking about playing it so we got each of our reactions oh, yeah. when the game started and everything. That was that was fun. That was very fun. Uh and yeah, that's I think that's the best part about streaming or playing any game just sharing an experience with someone who is as excited about it is as passionate about it as you and uh yeah that's what makes it great yeah but uh that's why i love a gaming mm-hmm. but uh but yeah let's 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 just jump in straight to the episode today uh we're talking about as you guessed it from the thumbnail the marvels we both watched it we both watched it this past weekend and uh yeah so let's get into it the marvels what do you think of it cinematically um, I thought it was very well done comparatively mm-hmm. to like Ant-Man. And I know everybody throws it out that um, Dr. Strange and Thor weren't the best, but I will fight tooth and nail that those two were good for what they were. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm on the bandwagon that Ant-Man was not the best. Um, mm-hmm. Cinematically CGI, everything was done well. Um, I, the fight scenes were some of the most beautifully choreographed fight scenes I've seen in a long yes. time. Yes. Now, I think it was shown in part of the trailers, um, and I know we saw a little bit of their switcheroo um, at the end of the Miss Marvel show. Uh, just just having them in sync with each other was beautiful. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was the whole switching thing and how they work their way around it and how the choreographers and the directors use took advantage of that to create such beautifully put together action set pieces was fantastic the my favorite one was the one from aladna the planet they went to oh my god yes the way they were switching the vibrant colors of the planet oh my god that was really good my only oh. wish was it was longer because it was like, all i could think of was this is planet bollywood <laughs> yeah everyone's just singing and uh yeah i thought i thought it was a very unique thing uh, but yeah, overall, what's your thoughts on the movie? Like, how would you describe it? Give it a rating out of 10. What would you say your favorite parts were, least favorite parts were? 
as a whole, I'd say it's it's between a seven and an eight out of ten. It, it's not mm-hmm. the best that it's that it that it could have been, but it. I went in like everybody else probably did with zero to no expectations. That thinking that it was just going to be oh you're shoehorning characters in to try to do this, but no, the story was good. The plot was well deserved for the a plot the b plot with the villain i i can sympathize with the villain i really can and i can see wholeheartedly through her perspective why she was doing what she was doing and as a whole it's a must see for me for this for the end of phase four yep but it's technically the second movie of phase five at the end end of phase four yet I mean, sorry, the phase four ended with Black Panther. So this is the second movie in phase five. Okay. Ant-Man Quantumania was the kickoff for phase five, which is why a lot of people were disappointed because this was supposed to be, okay, we've left we've left phase four behind us. We've left the terrible movies behind us. Let's move into it. And they come out with Ant-Man. That's, See, what, that's I, why people were like extra disappointed. I still felt that Ant-Man was the, the last movie of phase four. Because it still had that. I think I think this movie. is the last movie of Phase Four in my mind. The Marvels is the last movie of Phase Four, and it set up stuff that we're gonna get in Phase Five, and it's gonna bang. Yeah, Phase Five, movie one is gonna start an amazing journey back to cinematics. Mm-hmm. Deadpool like, yes, that's my is the whole thing with Phase Four is it was never stated, but I believe Phase Four was all about grief because everybody had their own things to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, it, and you can you see that theme running through this movie as well. Yes, Monica dealing with the loss of her mom, Carol dealing with the loss of her uh, friend in uh, in Maria Rambo, and then Monica not having Carol's support and all of that, and also Even, uh, from the villain's perspective, our, from Darben's perspective. Our villain's perspective grief. is a hundred percent about grief. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this would make it a perfect ending for phase four because it does bring forward and showcase that, yes, everyone has to go through grief. It's not just the heroes. We we saw some of the villainous grief in Ant-Man. We had Kang finally realizing, like, I've made a mistake, but I want to get back in his own evil ways. Mm-hmm. Even the redemption of Modoc, I... I don't like saying those words in the same sentence. <laughs> but the redemption of the um, Yellow Jacket. And in the movie, he wanted to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I overall think this was a great movie. Um, I will put it at the end of Phase 4. I don't care what other people think. Because our yeah. next movie is my, definitely a beginning. In my mind... In my mind, it's the end of the Phase 4. And the things the movie sets up is like a transition into Phase 5. It feels like a transition period now. Uh, But yeah, but before we get into the spoiler stuff, my thoughts on the movie, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it was bad either. The main highlight of the movie for me was the chemistry between the three main characters. Do I think the villain was bad? Yes. Do I, but that's also partly down to the villain not being given enough screen time. Yes, yeah. they could have easily built that character more, but they chose not to, which I was fine with because I liked the length of the movie. It was an hour, 20-ish minutes, 
which I thought was great. It doesn't need to be a two-hour movie. The main point of this movie was to show the chemistry and the connection between the three main characters, and we got that. It's not going to be the most memorable movie ever. It was never meant to be the most memorable movie ever. And this movie was also sort of being used to set up some things that were teased in the ending and the post credit scene, which we'll get on to in the la- later on in the episode in our spoiler oh, section. Yeah. Uh, the beware, there's timestamps in the video, so you can go to the spoiler section or stay off spoilers. We'll mark everything with timestamps. Don't worry about that. But uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it's a solid. 6.5-ish, 7 out of 10, if I'm looking at it from a movie critic's perspective. If I'm looking at it from a fan's perspective, it's a 7 to 8 out of 10 because it was a fun movie to watch. I got what I wanted, the good good chemistry between the three characters. Uh, My only main criticism, even as a fan, would be that they didn't really dwell deep into the emotional aspects of it. Like that whole scene between Carol and Monica after after they escaped uh, Aladna, very quick. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't really resolve. The, they didn't properly resolve the conflict they had. It was full, full of quick resolutions, which I was like, not very realistic. Um, another nitpick I had was the switching. They only switch when it's convenient to the plot. If you noticed, so I'm like, okay. I mean, they're both using their powers at the same time. Why aren't they switching now? They only switch when it's convenient to the plot. I felt like the writing could have been tighter. It could have been well put together, but obviously there are so many last minute changes in the movie. Apparently a lot of this movie was cut out. This movie was going to be above two hours, but a lot of it was cut out. And that's what made this movie, I think, better because apparently it was a lot of filler and useless content that we did not need. So it was a lot more digestible by cutting out the fat, essentially. Yes, and I'm and I'm 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 fine with that. If I mean, if Kevin they had Feige... thrown in, if they had thrown in like ten extra minutes to give us more of a backstory on our villain, that yes. could have helped drive a lot more. I think, forward. yeah, that's that, that. Those are my main criticisms. We needed more time with the villain, and we needed more time for the more emotional aspects of the movie, which they didn't dwell on. It was more on we go from this, 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 this. Damn, movie end. Cool. It was very okay. It's, it was like they're on a tight schedule. Let's keep doing. You know. Yeah. They didn't. Leave, they didn't leave space for anything else, which I feel. Which I felt they should have. Which I felt they should have. Especially the more emotional aspects of the movie, um, which we can talk about in the spoiler section. But yeah, that's it for our non-spoiler review. For our non-spoiler viewers, my rating for this movie is a seven out of ten. Brandon, what would you rate it? I'm gonna tie you with that and go with a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay, so that's our first official rating of Frame by Frame 2.0 of a movie, The Marvels. We're giving it a seven out of ten. So, uh, yay. That's it for the non-spoiler review, everyone. Uh, Let me just get the timestamp down and we can move on to the spoiler section. All right, let's talk about spoilers. That shit was hype. That was hype. That post-credit scene was one of the best post-credit scenes in Marvel history in the last decade or so. Um, yeah, and, uh, um, yeah. Just, uh, I saw the leaked footage and it, it, mm-hmm. it gave me the I got chills still just as soon as yep. you hear you, you, you can see it clearly on the monitor that that is the X yep. mansion logo. Yep. Excellent. That was in the trailer. I even pointed that yep. out in our discord chat. I was like, that's the X logo, guys. Look. Um, and uh, yeah, I was it was it was wild. Honestly, oh, if it like... wasn't for that scene, I would not have watched the movie in theaters. 
Yeah, no, you, you know, I'm 100% honest that I needed to have that bit of a spoiler to go to want to watch yep. it rather than just sit I was here like, okay, and now think, this is something worth watching. I still have That's how I used to feel Mermaid about Marvel yet. movies before. Now, yeah. when I'm going to Deadpool 3, I'm going to go in completely spoiler free because I know that they're setting up some big stuff for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we do not you know? want spoilers for Deadpool 3 because mm -hmm. we already know how hype that is. The Everybody that's shown up I on went, set. Yeah. The only reason I went out of my way to get spoilers for the Marvels was because I was very, very... Um, how do I say this? Und underwhelmed by the trailers. And I was like... You were this you movie. Were I don't. I was, I was not impressed. Yes, I was not impressed. Yeah. And I wasn't very hopeful for what was coming. Yeah, I thought this was going to be another be the best way to explain it for yeah. me as well. Um, just I was I was I could see another Ant Man scenario coming right up my way. I'm like, oh god, this is not good for Marvel. But I was Kevin Feige came in last minute. Kevin Feige came yeah. in last minute, did his magic sprinkles, and damn, we got a. I was already on the and downturn I, from Brie mm -hmm. Larson playing Carol Danvers because she just she didn't have what felt like to me the the want to be that hero. Yep, like she she would want it to be Carol Danvers, but she did not want to be Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like you can see how she was the first half of Captain Marvel, but then like anything we had in Endgame, it was just stoic, stone faced, no banter, nothing. Whereas we actually saw a, a better side of her acting ability in this movie, yes. specifically the whole the whole switching scene when she finally understood, oh, I have to be part of a team. Why not just go with it? Yeah. And yeah, I think that for how tight this movie was, like how, how much of a, on, uh, like how synchronous this movie was one, one set to another, to another, to another, yeah. they gave Captain Marvel's character some breathing space. Surprisingly. Yeah. She, yeah. It was like, oh, she, we're actually, it's only now we're actually getting to see Captain Marvel. Yep. We needed this because, movie more than anything. Yeah. It's like, only now we, people are starting to understand Captain Marvel as a character. Yeah. And how and I feel I feel like that scene um when the when the skull territory is being attacked and uh Miss Marvel is like we have to save everybody uh and then Captain Marvel is like we have to save who we can. That's Captain Marvel from the comics making those tough decisions. We did not yep. get that in the first movie. We did not get that in Endgame. That is Captain Marvel. We need someone who's going to make those tough decisions, who's going to make those tough calls. Yeah. In the heat of the moment. She, she, I wish they would have Thanos in Endgame mm -hmm. if she put the gauntlet on. Yep. And that's all she um, needed to do. I, that's, that, that's my complaint again about the emotional aspects of the movie. I, f I felt, I wish like they would have dwelled deeper into that. Because right after that, right after they rescued them, it was back to, hey, I apologize, Kamala, how I spoke to you. No, I didn't want that. I wanted to see some conflict between them. I wanted to see Kamala calling her out, this, that, back and forth, and then they reached that conclusion later on. There had to be some tension, I felt like. I, I wanted to see that, because from Miss Marvel's perspective, she's just seen her childhood hero let a bunch of scrolls die. and not. Oh, yeah, you saw it on her face. She yeah. is a great little actress. Yeah. Like, but she, but after after that scene, it was like, oh, let's forget it ever happened. I don't think it's let's forget it ever happened. I think we we have some unintentional time jumps. 
Like it's not yes, going to be instantaneous was, for them to go to we, one planet to another. We saw Valkyrie come in. We saw Valkyrie come in. We saw them export the scrolls, and right after that, it was Captain Marvel apologizing to Miss Marvel. I wanted to see yeah. Miss Marvel calling Captain Marvel up, and then Captain Marvel explaining that decision to her. And it shouldn't have been a oh I'm sorry. It should have been a it's something I had to do. It's something we yeah. have to do if you want to be heroes. We got somewhat of that moment when when Kamala hit the button on the dance plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, exactly. And, and, if we, and if then we got that, this like, scene, oh, I made the decision. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if, if we got the scene beforehand of uh, Miss Mar- Captain Marvel instilling that this we have to make these decisions when we're heroes, and then Kamala Khan, that, that, that would have been crazy. That would have been a crazy character progression. I feel like that scene that that might have been an implication. So you have a girl who idolizes Captain Marvel. Like mm-hmm. she absolutely idolizes everything about her, borderline stalker because of her room. Now, if if somebody you idolize tells you something implicitly like, "Oh, we have to save who we can." That person isn't really going to fight back. They're going to take them at face value on that and then contemplate in their own head what did this mean rather than having her they never explicitly said that that's my main problem with it i felt like if sometimes they explicitly we don't have to it, say it like that's the other thing we have to know is maybe feige made that decision if, if there if, was if we, if we didn't why did captain carol danvers come and apologize for that she knew as an adult not to scream at a child like that and looking at the disdain she she is human she has some human emotions still in there but she knew that the 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 disdain and the the loss of like oh my god my hero just told me we need to let people die like carol saw that in her eyes and then felt the need to do some damage control that that's how i can look at it from a parent's perspective Mm-hmm. Like I can feel that I had a I, this not spoilers at any at all or anything, but I my my I my son helped me make his lunch for tomorrow, and I'm standing there with a solid sized cooking knife, and he's trying to reach and grab, and I had to sit him down and tell him, "This is what you don't do. You respect my kitchen." You don't touch that 450 degree oven with your bare hands because we're going to the hospital. And then I sat him down a moment after I said, I raised my voice because I had to do this. I need you to understand you need respect for the kitchen rather than I'm just going to tell you, please don't do that. That's Carol Danvers being a, a role model. That that's yeah, her I stepping get it. into I get it. a different world. But I feel like it's different for Kamala Khan because she's in high school. She's an eight, nearly an eighteen-year-old. I was eighteen four years ago, and knowing I'm maybe from that's just me as a person. But <laughs> I was um, eighteen almost twenty years ago, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, just knowing me as a person, I'd probably be like, oh, if someone I idolized told me that, I'd be like, hey, why did you do that? It depends on so so. Look at the other thing here. Um, there is a slight similarity with upbringing. As we wait for Amon to grab water, 
Like, I yeah, have, sorry, I, I was just I coughing. Water. I needed some water. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, I was going to say there is a similarity into upbringing between uh, you and her. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you have fought against your parents if they had spoken to you that way? Okay, parents is a different thing. South Asian but parents culture, is a different you thing. Do not go against parents. You did not go against parents. Yeah. She, I thought if it was my like, because her, I can give an example of my cousin who is like someone I looked up to, and this is very recently. I, I'd say like two years ago, he did something which I did not agree with at all. So I called him out on it. So I don't know. Maybe that's just me as a person. Yeah. See the way yeah, I'm so that, the way I'm looking at it is person, or I don't know. It's everybody. Everybody's different. Peter Parker was submissive as a teenager until he got bit by the spider and he felt the need to push himself further and be a better person is when he started to get humbleness and he started to speak out for himself. Kamala is in that Parker transition. She knows she can be a hero. She's been treated like a hero, but she still idolizes this cosmic entity that is eons above her in ability so for her to have someone like that just kind of snap at a moment she's gonna cower a little bit and she's gonna show it on her face she's not gonna sit there and just be like man when she turns her back i'm gonna hit her with one of these hard light shields that that's me that's what i would do i would be the one that's mm -hmm. like i have a power too guess what you want to test both of them yeah. to see who can come out on top being younger and then being against the adult yeah i'm gonna fight but that's each individual's personality and since carol saw the hurt and the, the destruction that she just did to kamala she felt the mm -hmm. need that she had to apologize now i would love it yeah. if feige or any of the writing team see this and could comment below and tell me who's right why am i wrong am i right <laughs> do you mm -hmm. want to hire yeah, us we don't we know they've been watching our content, all right? All our predictions from the last two episodes have come true, surprisingly. Um, so, yeah. Another one that just came true was when I said, oh, maybe we need a year with no Marvel movies. Guess what? We There's only one. one Marvel movie coming out. We got one up. Marvel movie got one. Year. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, maybe maybe they listen to us, you know? Maybe, you know, hit us up on the email. Get us, get us hooked with some jobs. I'd love to work for Marvel. But... <laughs> but uh but yeah another scene i want to talk about in the movie was the one after they escaped from aladdin when miss marvel hit the button that mm. confrontation scene between monica and carol specifically when carol had to explain herself why she didn't come for all this time and why she was hesitant about going to Aladdin, i felt like it should they should have spent more time on it because it was they a should. very quick resolution it was a very quick resolution it was way too quick to be it wasn't even resolved mm-hmm it was that wasn't resolved. That was a quick conversation. That's what we mm -hmm. got. Now, yeah. I I need to talk about the villain because I know, like, I've said it before. I sympathize with villains. I can mm -hmm. understand their plight and I can see where they're coming from. This yeah. is an accuser. Now, that didn't know much other than Captain Marvel was help. But then Captain Marvel showed up in her near binary form and then just destroyed everything thinking that yep. in her own mind what did we do to incur this wrath yeah like this person was given powers from us 
convened and communed with us and yet somehow now our son's dying and we, we can't breathe so for her to find the one thing that might help her and her race of people like that's someone's gonna do it it might not have been her it could have been yeah. somebody else but mm -hmm. like looking at it in her aspect is she's now fighting against the annihilator yep which i thought was a beautiful code name for her because that's what she can do yeah that's what that's what she that's what captain marvel thought she was doing she was like okay i'm gonna go liberate that maybe if i kill this uh, yep. a supreme intelligence maybe i'm freeing the people but she ended up basically making their lives hell uh and then she at the end of the movie she fixed her mistake which is good uh yep. but yeah i wish we got to spend a little bit more time with the villain um i just felt I like they didn't too. have enough time to develop I felt like they took a page from The Incredibles on that. Mm -hmm. Like when when Mr. Incredible saves that guy who's trying to kill himself. And then he's like, no, I didn't want to be saved. I wanted to die. Now you've made my life infinitely worse. And then you have lawsuits and everything else. And this is how I feel like that's what happened. Carol was trying to do the right thing in her mind. But it turns out she didn't stay long enough to see what the repercussions were. Yeah. She was, boom, blow it up, get out of town. Now I'm going to go try to find yeah. another and that, civilization. And that reminds me of another a quote from Carol when she was like, she told the Avengers, you guys only take care of Earth. I take care of the entire universe. Yeah. You know? Hell, we saw that in, in Rick and Morty, too. There was an episode where Morty's jumping to different realities that Rick had been to to fix the problem of him saving them. Yeah, it's a common theme and it's a great common theme when it comes to villain arcs like this. You could really sympathize with this woman and what she was going through yeah. just to help her people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was going through the wrong channels in the wrong way. But again, she was doing what she did needed to do for her people, regardless yeah. of who I else yeah. got hurt. Yeah, I just feel like the they didn't give they leave the the villain enough breathing space. I yeah. felt like there should have been more space. They should have cooked it for a little longer and be like, okay, let's let this villain set let 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 them get into their own, and then you know. Maybe yeah. ten more minutes, ten more minutes of screen time throughout the movie. That's all we need. I would have loved it right after the opening scene to have ten more minutes of her talking about what she's doing. Like if some one of yeah. her guys said, "Is this right to use this?" and then she goes into a monologue to say, "Like we need this, so we can do this to get this taken care of." We already have our star charts for where we need to go. Yep. That's it. That's all we needed. Yeah, I also um, didn't like but, uh, the universal weapon was glowing purple because it didn't have the the power stone. Yeah, uh, but uh, let's let's move on to how this movie impacts the future of the cinema MCU. So uh, let's start. Let's start. There's three main things I want to talk about. First one is um, the quantum bands. Now we know how important they are. They were yep. basically responsible for connecting all the jump spots in our universe. Um, th those banned single-handedly. Uh, and now we know that Kamala Khan has both of them with her. What My issue, uh, Kamala Khan doesn't seem like she's in possession of both of them. I think Captain Marvel still has the other one. Because, other one, there were because I remember in the, in the final scene, 
Mala wore both of them. In the final scene where they were finishing off and fixing the problem, she put both of them on to give um, Photon the powers. But okay. in every subsequent scene after that, she was only seen wearing the one. Wearing the one. Okay, then. Okay. So yeah. that's not as soon as she came it. off the spaceship, but, uh, she was only with one. Yeah. But yeah, I do you think that's something we're going to see if, uh, later on in future movies, the quantum bands? Do you think they play a significant role? I mean, they, I they feel like the quantum to. bands and the Ten Rings, they're going to link up with Kang somehow. Yeah. Yeah, because we've, we've heard nothing about the Ten Rings other than that one after credit scene that's that with Wong where he's talking about like yeah. they have this oh, energy. Oh, they're sending a signal throughout, yeah, throughout the multiverse. Signal. Yeah. So we both now we know both of those are potentially multiversal weapons. Yes. So yeah, I'm just curious to see where 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 that ends up now. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I did that, like how Kamala was able to use her powers even slightly without the band. Yeah, yeah, because they always said that the band just activated her powers, yeah, which I think the band just activated her X gene. So that's why I feel like. If after the, I think that what what I was envisioning was the band gives her the hard light powers, but when she takes it off, she just has her regular stretchy powers. Yeah, but I that that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. That's that's what I thought was going to happen, but that was not the case. Yeah, she's just straight up unlocked hard light energy. Yeah, hard light powers, which is interesting. Which is interesting. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the next scene I wanted to talk about was the ending with. Malcon and Kate Bishop putting together a team for super for Young Avengers, uh, which apparently, according to insiders, is going to be a full-on movie, not a Disney Plus TV show. So, Young Avengers movie is planning is being planned to start filming next year. So, probably come out by twenty twenty six, maybe. Don't know, but uh, so I I was looking at I was looking at a couple different articles of like who we already have that are Mm -hmm. Young Avengers members. And yep. I did love how Kamala is acting as Fury in this situation. Yeah, she did the exact same thing. Well, Fury said yeah. to Iron Man in this argument. It was like, oh, you're part of a greater it, it universe was, now. It was a beautiful scene for scene, shot uh, shot for shots. Yeah. And then you're um, like, oh, yeah, Iron Man has a daughter, you know, so. Yeah, so we have, we have Cassie Lang. Uh, uh, code name, I want to say Stinger is one of them. Stature. Stature or Stinger? Stinger? I think it's both. I think she runs off too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I don't, uh, what did they use in the movie? Let me just. I don't think up. they use yeah, one. Go on. uh, we have Cassie Lang, Kamala Khan, um, Kate Bishop. Um, the only those are the primary three we know of, but we also have Scar, yeah. Hulk son, Hulk son, and yeah. we have uh, Billy and Tommy, uh, Wiccan and Speed. Well, yes and no. Because they're they're technically dead, but we know Wiccan is going to be alive to begin with. But yeah, we have them from an alternate reality. Yeah, Yeah, well, well, we know Wiccan is going to be in Agatha, the Agatha show. He's already been cast. So we know Wiccan is most likely going to be on this team. Um, I think the same goes for Tommy as well. I mean, sometime in the future. Um, My main question is... Hulkling was on the team. He was a scroll. Yes, but we haven't yeah. seen anything about Hulkling, have we? Any hints mm-hmm. to his character? 
we haven't seen anything in particular to it. I'd have to comb yeah. through uh, Secret Wars, uh, Secret Invasion. I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's nothing in Secret Invasion regarding Hulkling, but um, I I feel like they're gonna replace the Hulkling character with Scar. Yeah, I feel bad because it's a great relationship between Wiccan and Hulkling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they just do the same thing again with Wiccan and Scar. They could just do that, just replace Hulkling. Or they could, because Hulkling as a character, he's half Skrull, half Kree, right? They could make him half Hulk, half Skrull. That's true. Potentially. Mm, but uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see how they end up doing that. Uh, another one is Riri Williams, Ironheart. Yep. Uh, Moon Dragon as well. Moon Dragon from where? Okay, so this it's a bit of a stretch, but it makes a ton of sense. Uh, Moon Dragon is that little girl from Guardians Three. Okay. In the late in the the credit, well, the wouldn't, that just be, we... wouldn't that just be Guardians team? Well, she was she was on good. Yeah, she was mostly Guardians team, but Moon Dragon wasn't used as a child. She was used as an adult in the comics. Um, okay. She would more than likely just be part of the new Guardians team, essentially, since mm-hmm. Adam Warlock's with them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it brings you the idea of which ones they're using as kids, who they're taking down as children, to add into that aspect. Hmm. Yeah. Another one. Okay, this is one I want. Iron Lad. I want young Kang. Because Iron Lad, Iron Lad is a. I said Iron Lard. <laughs> Iron <laughs> Lad is um, um, a Kang variant who is. Nathaniel Richards, basically the um, great great grandson of Reed Richards. Um, He's Iron Lad, and he comes back to the past to join the Young Avengers team. I really want to see that happen. We have a lot of Kang going on right now. I Mm -hmm. still, I hate to say that I have not finished the last two episodes of Loki. You should. It's from what I've seen and all the clips that are trying to to spoil everything for me. The ending is perfect. Yep. And that might be tonight. I know I'm going to date myself on the podcast, but tonight's probably when we're going to finish watching it. Uh-huh. But like, there's a lot going on with everything that's with Kang and variants. And I, I had an odd thought yesterday about how the Fantastic Four might be introduced. And it involves okay. the negative zone. Mm-hmm. If by chance way back with what spider-man when stark tower was being bought by the baxter foundation to become the new baxter building that that's when the fantastic four was really getting taken into if we look in the timeline during that time they get the radiation they get everything it's already been confirmed that we're not getting an origin story and they're already going to be active so where have they been where has Reed Richards been this entire time through Endgame? There was, there everything was a else. report. There was a report from the same person who leaked the Beast credit scene that it's going to take place in an entirely new universe, which yeah. uh, in which they're the only four superheroes, and then uh, Galactus is the main villain, and the movie ends with Galactus winning and for the four of these surviving and looking for a new universe. Essentially, I can see that. Which I, I think is I, great. I, I want to see some heroes lose, man. <laughs> I still, I still Everyone want like. 
I still feel like the negative zone is going to play something somewhere. And oh yeah, I think they're, they're going to introduce that concept. Yeah. Um, the concepts which well, I think it, they'll definitely introduce in this movie are the Council of Reed reads. Yep. And the negative zone. Yeah, because I think it what sparked me is when Kamala called it the cosmic rod during the, the fight scene. Time. So Kamala called the uh, the universal. Oh, weapon. the cosmic rod. Okay, yeah, the cosmic yeah. rod. Yeah, it, and that's what sparked me because they they just name dropped Annihilus's actual weapon, mm -hmm. and like that that's not taken lightly. Like Marvel writers do this; they they've done this for years, where they'll just throw away a line on somebody, but then it pays off way later. So having her say, "I would have called it the cosmic rod." That's not something she would have spot, thought of because that's a hammer. Mm -hmm. There's nothing close to a rod. Like something's in that writing that tells me that we're going to see Annihilus at some point, and it might be sooner oh, yeah. than later. I think definitely, yeah, Annihilus is coming soon. I feel like yeah. it's going to be, but I don't know what movie he comes into though. You know like what he's, movie will he's he? Primarily a Fantastic Four villain. The only real way we could get two villains. In the Fantastic Four movie. Like they could hmm. essentially. Annihilus in their reality. Galactus. They could lose Annihilus to Galactus, Galactus in the first half. And then they're trying to find a reality. Or another universe. And they end up in the negative zone. Where hmm. we're introduced to Annihilus. And then in his bug army. And that's where they escape. Into 616. Like they could end that movie. With them escaping into 616 with the Nihilus right behind them. Hmm. I don't know about Nihilus though. Because I feel like there there isn't enough... You know, if, if you're doing Galactus and Nihilus, that's two big villains in the same movie. Right. But you're essentially killing off Galactus um, in that scene, in that universe, by having them jump to somewhere else. But yeah, but that but that also means oh, but the MCU Galactus is still out there, right? That gives us the installation of like we know Reed Richards exists because of Multiverse of Madness. We know mm -hmm. the X Men are there as well because of that movie. That set up a lot of what we can think of. We can see the aspect of Galactus in the Fantastic Four movie. Hell, they could open the movie with Galactus destroying the planet that they're on. Like, if we have yeah. that leak... And, they, like, and they're, they're just traveling the multiverse looking yep. for a new place. Whoa, that, yep. that would be very interesting. That would be very mm. similar to, like, the old cartoon. Yeah, and then have, like, Galactus could have, like, Silver Surfer or someone chasing them throughout yep. the multiverse. That would be very interesting. Hmm. Heard it here first. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool concept. Straight out that's of a cool concept. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, before you run out of time. Uh, yep. Let's move on to the big post credit scene. Uh, Beast. We got Beast, everybody. Uh, we talked about it last week on, uh, on our episode, which was full Mr. spoilers. Tossed but, uh, salad and scrambled eggs himself, Kelsey Grammer. Yep. Kelsey Grammer. Um, and yeah, as soon as I heard the voice, I was like, oh my God, it's happening. And then we see the big blue furball. And uh, yeah, I thought he looked great. I, I, I've seen people complaining about the CGI. He looks oh, so comic accurate. Pound glass yeah, the glasses, it's like the fur. The, the, you could see the, the size, beard the properly. way the hair flows. It's 
comic book accuracy. He had it slicked right back just right. You could see the full mm -hmm. beast beard and just everything. The only thing we didn't get that would have made it absolutely perfect is if he was sitting on the fucking ceiling. Pardon my. Oh language. yeah, we see we see him jump down from the ceiling instead of walking through the door. Just just drop. Yeah, like he's been seen multiple times just hanging out reading upside down. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I just thought it looked great. And the size, he was big as well, like how Beast is supposed to be. Yep. I, the, my only complaint with the Fox X-Men was that Beast is not big. He doesn't look intimidating at all. Here he does. No, he, he, he's only beefy in the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, in, he looked in, great in, in the cartoon. The 90s X-Men, he was, he was out. He yep. had that big I chest he and he was out. Yep. And, uh, but then every other that. iteration, he's been a more lean gentleman. Because he's yep. not really a fighter, he's a thinker. And yeah, that, that's what I like about Beast, man. That's what I like about Beast. He's my favorite X-Men character, and uh, I'm glad we got I got to see him in live action. The comic accurate version with Kelsey Grammer's voice. I thought it was perfect. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, I mean I did I think it's obvious uh, it's gonna lead into Deadpool 3 because obviously that yep. Kelsey Grammer's beast was heavily rumored to be in that movie. Um the question is, do we, now that Monica might be in that movie, which is interesting, it could end up setting up Secret Wars in a heavy, heavy way. So, yeah. what do you think about yeah. that? I, I mean, setting up Secret Wars and bringing that in, in deeper into what we need it to be is where we want to go. But Deadpool 3, Blade, both of those having R-rated, like, so happy Blade's getting the R rating. I'm so happy we were right with that. Because there was no way you could do that movie proper justice without it being rated R. I believe we have lost your voice, Amon. Yep, oh, I cannot hear I was you. On, I, yeah. I accidentally moved myself. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's obviously going to lead into Deadpool 3. There's some, been some discussion online about what universe this is in. I feel like... Do you remember Days of Future and Past, right? Yeah. Yeah, at the end of that movie, they restore the timeline. Everything's back to per being perfect. And they're all living their lives. Everyone's back alive. James Mars and the Cyclops is back. Halle Berry and Storm is back. Uh, the woman who plays um, Jean Greg, don't remember her name. She's back. Charles is there. Uh, Kelsey Grammer as Beast is there. So I feel like this is just that universe. And much in like 10 years into the future and how they just continue to be X-Men. Everyone survived and all of that. Because even Charles Xavier's name dropped in this post. Yes. And yeah. So I I feel like this it's that universe. Do you have any contestments I, or like contradictions to that? I can see it being that universe. I can also see it being the Fox universe like the deeper side like the uh, actually no you know what you're right because it was straight it up fox universe, universe. Yeah, yeah there's a future impact. my my brain went to the animated series universe because and... i feel like it could still be the fox universe because the theme that they play is the days of future and past theme in the movie in the yeah. post-credit scene so i feel like it's that universe but it could also be the animated tv universe but i feel like that would get confusing especially because <laughs> We're getting X Men '97, the animated show, like in a couple of months. So right. that would make that timeline confusing, unless we see Monica pop up in the X Men animated show. That Which would be, be kind crazy. of funny. 
that would be crazy. I would love that. And uh, and yeah, we just see instead of the Fox X Men, it's just an animated series X Men played by the Fox characters coming into live action. Th- that would be insane. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, binary. Let's talk about binary. Um, do you think she's part of the X Men team here? I don't know. I I needed because to I need to do research on her. Was, binary was introduced by Chris Claremont in an X Men comic, but the main purpose of her character was uh, due to Marvel Publishing, there was some issue there, and they didn't want. Chris Claremont to use the Jean Grey character, so he that's when he created the character of Binary with Captain Marvel, and it wasn't until recently, like a year ago, I think, where Binary was reintroduced into the comics. Mm. So it's possible Binary could be part of the X Men team because what right. else would she be doing at the X Mansion? Right. So she's see the whole thing for me is like I need to I need to dive deeper into it to try to look things up because what I thought originally was Carol Danvers's ultimate form was called binary. Yes, it is sort of, but not really. It could because it is binary is Captain Marvel, but it's a different version of Captain Marvel. It's like a it's like her, an ability first, but it was never used in the comics for a while. It was used in right. like the 90s by Claremont once, binary and then recently it was reintroduced. So yeah, yeah it's been it binary form, and then it was then they they retcon and changed it. So I think that's where I think that's where I missed that that little bit of a crossover. Because not only that, they gave us the same actress. Maria Rambo yeah. was Maria Captain Rambo. Marvel in Multiverse of Madness. So now we have yeah. her as not Maria Rambo, but we have her as potentially Carol Danvers in this universe. Yeah, I think that's the thing. She is she's not Maria Rambo, but it, it, do you remember the start of the movie when they're talking about when Carol and Maria are having that conversation and she was like, It should have been you. It will always it's always you. You should have won that race to me when we were racing to the yeah. hangar. I think in every other universe, Maria won, but in 616, a sacred timeline, it was Carol who won. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's the only logical explanation, I guess. I mean, it's the one that fits the most. Yeah. And uh, everything opposite happened in that universe. Carol got married. She had kids, blah, blah, blah. Unlike Maria. Because it was always meant to be Maria. She was always known, regarded as a better pilot. But then yeah. that race, Carol won. That one race, coincidentally, in the Sacred Timeline. Yep. But uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up today's episode? No. Um, like we could talk about other movies that we we watched next week. Um, yeah. so I want to drop this that I my wife and I watched Amsterdam. Hmm. And I, I have to say, I, I did like Christian Bale in that movie. You like Christian Bale? Wow! <laughs> in, in that movie, that's now two movies that I like him in. What movie? What was the other movie you liked him in? Equilibrium. Equilibrium. Have you watched Ford v Ferrari? I believe that's with Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's we Matt did. Damon think... and Christian Bale. I don't know because that's I, my I, favorite Christian Bale movie. I think we, I think, I think we might have watched it. 
Yeah, that's my favorite Christian Bale movie. If you, I don't know how you didn't like that because that's where he go. His acting is on the spot. He is perfect in that movie. It's Batman that like ruined it. Like everyone's like, "Oh my god, such a yeah. good actor!" Like, no, he's playing. A really I, 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 I hated him in Batman. Batman. I thought he was the worst Batman. Yeah. Yeah, we had this conversation before about him being a yeah. terrible Batman. I and I, I I hate the fact that people don't agree because he's not a good. It's it's a fact that he's not a good Batman. His movies were great. That's a fact. But the fact yeah. he wasn't good as the character is also a fact. Yeah, people just associate the movie being good with him being a good Batman, which I think is wrong. Right. No, the movie the movie were good in their own right, not because he was playing mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah, I think they would have been good even if there's someone else as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's where we wrap up today's episode, guys. Thank you for watching. Make sure to like the video to help us boost to help boost us up the algorithm. Um, uh, subscribe to our channel. We we have content going out almost daily. Um, and uh, yeah, comment down below what you think, what you thought of the post credit scene. I'm hyped. We're finally getting the X-Men, my favorite superhero team in comics, my favorite comic book series ever. We're finally getting them in live action. And uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, you can also join our Discord if you want to discuss some fan theories because it's basically just me, Brandon, and Ty who are always active in the, yep. uh, in the frame-by-frame <laughs> channel. We need, we need more people there. So come on in. And, uh, and, yeah, and thank Kyle. You for watching. Kyle throws in his two cents every and once Kyle. in a while. And Kyle. Um, and, uh, yeah, guys, thank you for watching and we'll see you again next week. Peace. And to me, my X-Men.